Warning, we are a spoilers podcast. At times, we are also an offensive podcast. And we are most certainly a verbally explicit podcast. So if you fear for any of your delicate sensibilities, please back up now before you reach the point of no return. All right, pussies, this is your final warning. Welcome to yet another episode of Cinematic Anarchy, and before we get started today, I just want to say, fuck quarantine. I hate this. Not that I want to go outside and start catching shit, but I am just tired of being cooped up. I want to be able to walk down the street and not worry about some person that I don't even know sneezing on me and me dying in two weeks. Yeah. Dude, I'm so goddamn sick of looking for a fucking mask. I bought them in bulk online from uh, Amazon. Bought a nice big 50-pack. The ones they sent me suck. Because the masks that you're supposed to get, the ones that work the best, you're supposed to get the... Uh, it's supposed to have like, this little metal strip in the top allows you to pinch it on your nose and it form-fits to your nose, right? The one, yeah. The ones we bought look like that, right? But all it is is like, I don't know if they sewed like a piece of cloth or a piece of yarn into that area where you're supposed to have the metal piece that bends but it doesn't bend it doesn't form fit to your face you got to put the mask on upside down so the cloth form fits to your face it sucks that's really fucking annoying 50 bucks for a piece of shit like that that was wonderful <laughs> it's gonna get a bad review i'll give it a three i'm not gonna go full one because it's still a mask and it covers my face it just doesn't do the right yeah, job but you paid 50 bucks Actually, that was probably the cheapest one out there, too. I paid 50 paid bucks for 50 something bucks that... For not that many masks. A pack of 50, right? $1 per mask. $1 per mask, yes. When it, when it takes maybe, like, five cents to fucking make them. And there's a lot of people price gouging, too, like the... Uh, exactly. The place because right down the street from me. That, no, leave them Leave them a two. Uh, there's you a place... You got the product, it covers your face, but that, that's too worthy. There's a place right outside of the Market Basket grocery store over here that's sending in, selling individual masks for three dollars a piece. Because you That's fucking outrageous. You cannot the get into Market Basket. Pardon? The little blue paper mask? Because you can't $3. get into Market Basket without a mask, so some people are over a hump. It's either go home and find a mask or go buy one from them for three bucks. They know what they're doing there. Or go to one of the retail stores and get a fucking bandana. They won't kick you out of Market Basket if you have a bandana over your face. You just need something to cover your face. Shit, I almost went into Market Basket yesterday with a fucking sweater tied over my face because I didn't have a mask. Right? I'll just pull, the, take, just pull my shirt up over up my cutting, face. There. Right there. That's the mask. That's my I mask. Ended up, I ended up cutting a sock into a mask, but like... That's that's like a the five-second thing, but like... Fucking, it's it's ridiculous. People are so 
fucked up with this shit, dude. I'm so fucking sick of it. This whole thing with the fucking masks. Just, ugh! Wouldn't be a podcast without a guttural scream from Miss B. <laughs> Tell me, tell me this whole thing doesn't make you want to stand out on your porch and just primal scream out into the abyss. Dude, okay, I totally would, but my fucking neighbors down the street are constantly fucking screaming at each other. So, like, I'm not trying to add to the neighborhood screaming match. The neighborhood noise pollution. Dude, I swear to God, like, the cops are over there constantly. I see the cops over there at least once a week. And nothing ever gets fucking done about them. And they've got, like, small children and shit. Like, it just, it's its crazy. I saw them drag a dude into their house, kicking and screaming. And the cops showed up, like, five minutes later, and the dude just walked away. Like, everything's cool. It's, we're good. We're good. I'm like, dude, you were just kidnapped. <laughs> I felt like I was going to hear you say something to the nature of, you know how many times the cops are next door dealing with these people screaming? At least once every time I call. <laughs> See, that's the thing. I don't call. No. Ah, well. Somebody's calling him. I was close to calling the cops the day that I saw the guy get dragged, but then I saw the lady that was standing outside on her phone, and I was like, okay, she's got this. Well, somebody's got to call. Somebody's calling them at least. Somebody's not, you know, keeping their nose in their own business, and good for them. Yeah. Oh, my God. What was it? Yesterday, Owen got out of the house and ran down the street into their yard? I had a fucking heart attack. <laughs> oh, wait, Owen is your dog? Yeah. Yes, the little rug rat. And he, he, just, he just got a bath, so he didn't have his collar on. No. no that's oh, not wow. Good. Did they so say anything? Came, it just, no, they, I, they either weren't home or they were inside, like, not paying attention. And I'm just like, fuck! My dog! <laughs> I a fucking truck. Like, oh, God, fucking douchebag. All right, so today's film of the week, uh, we actually all sat down and uh, on varying formats, we watched the uh, Ryan Reynolds film, The Voices. And uh, One of my favorite fucking movies. He does such a good job with, like, the whole mental health he issues. Does, he like, does an amazing crazy. Yes. He does an amazing crazy. <laughs> the, the the way he portrays schizophrenia is like fucking spot on, and it's a schizophrenic that refuses to use his medication because he prefers the voices in his head and his animals talking to him rather than the reality of what he's actually doing. See, I, like I totally get that because like I've got a friend from Boston who's really schizophrenic. Like, he's he's really bad. And, like, he's constantly in and out of hospitals and shit. And, um, like, he's he's always, like, whenever he gets out of the mental health institutions, he goes back out into Harvard Square and he starts, like, drinking heavily and, like, smoking heavily and, like, taking drugs and shit, but he doesn't take his meds. So then he ends up screaming at the sky for, like, days on end, and then he gets arrested because the cops don't know how to handle schizophrenic patients. And it's he, the, they it's just, the sky's fault. Why don't it rain? It it just his brain works differently. It doesn't register, and like it just. What is he telling know. this guy? Hmm. What is he telling this guy? 
He's calling to the people that are living in the sky. Oh, no, he's, no, he's, he's just screaming, like, obscenities, like, talking to the gods and shit. Well, because oh, if you're he, schizophrenic, he the gods the way, talk back. The way he's, yeah, like, the, it's, it's, so it's, it's like, a, it's um, a god, it's a, a god mortal between, It's a mixture between, like, different mythologies that he's talking to. That's the way he, like, explains it, and he gets, like, into full-on, like, screaming matches with these voices. I wonder what these gods are telling this guy. Right? Does he ever say what he's being told? Well, it doesn't sound like he's violent. It just sounds like he has delusions. Oh, no, he gets violent. Oh, he does? He gets violent sometimes. Yeah. And that's just because, like, you know, he drinks heavily and uses drugs that aren't his medicine. Okay. I've met I've met two people in my life. One of them a family member. Uh, uh, second cousin is my mother's cousin's son. He he will tell you very calmly because he's a schizophrenic, but he's very harmless. He's very chill, and he's yeah. actually a and he's actually a very helpful dude. Like he'll come he's into your house and he starts like cleaning your shit up, and he'll like. What, what do you want me to put this and but all of a sudden he will tell you so now i'm done with this i i think i'm gonna practice a little jumping do you think if i land in that top of that building over there like he start like very and the way he says it like he's super serious about it he he's all like nonchalant it. about it yeah like how about if i jump there <laughs> and uh, we all love him because i mean there's what can you do? Well, I mean, yeah. It sounds like uh, somebody with OCD and an impulse control issue. No, he'll pick up, but he'll ask you where you want your things. Like, he'll he'll just try to help. So it's like... I'm a, not sure if in his mind he's making up for his all the issues. Well, he's but OCD, but he's polite. And he wants to make sure you're... Sometimes you just need to do something. <laughs> yeah, I think he needs, to, he needs to be busy. Yeah. I think uh, Seth I is mildly you know? OCD, but only when it comes to other people's houses. He, like, came into my house one day. I think, uh, if you go back, it was the day that we watched the movie 88. And I was cleaning up some stuff in my living room, and then he had me sit down and he cleaned my entire living room. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm just watching him that cleaning the living room. That gives me so much anxiety. <laughs> Having somebody else clean so your stuff. Someone else cleaning your house, yeah. Right? Yeah, I guess. And then it feels awkward, because you, you begin to feel like, what the hell, am I not cleaning like, this house? They, like, they're judging me? My house yeah, is a mess, goddammit. Yeah, that's the first thought you get into your head. And then there was this other dude who really walked around with a whole bunch of, a whole bunch of spirits, and he was always, always in conversation with them, talking about things. And uh, he, well, that guy was bad because he talked. He was just, but all of a sudden, he would just start throwing stuff around in the street. And this other guy from, from when I was growing up. But my cousin, my cousin is, is very entertaining to just sit down because if you get it to stop doing things for a minute, the things in his head are just incredible. Yeah. So, but I think I think he's he stays so busy, so he doesn't start talking. 
you know about things. Uh, getting back to the the film at hand. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Honestly, this is probably one of my favorite uh, performances by Ryan uh, Ryan Reynolds, and it always oh, seems to it always seems to be that way with like. It was that way with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. I felt that way about uh, Sean Penn. Some of my favorite roles by uh, people that were normally considered like either action or comedic actors are ones where they're portraying somebody with a mental illness of some sort. Because it seems to be the only way that they are forced to kind of pursue other emotions and other things deep within them that they don't normally do in their regular movies. You know, mm-hmm. it would be easy yeah. for somebody to say, hey, yeah, like Deadpool or something like that is one of their favorite roles with him in it. But this actually showed a hell of a range for him. Yeah, yeah, it was it was crazy. It was amazing. He took on four roles in this movie. So he was he was the voice of the dog, the cat and of the uh, rabbit. All the things that were talking yeah. to him was literally just him doing different voices. So he literally was talking to himself throughout the entire movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and after I did a little bit of reading, take a wild guess who was originally slated back in 2012 to play this role before they had the director that did this particular movie. No idea? No. Make guesses. Just throw a name or something out there. It was also a comedic actor. Uh, Heath Ledger? No. No, Ooh. not Heath Ledger. That's a clue. Heath Ledger? Ah. Uh, I don't know why I thought of him. This guy's known oh, more for his comedy than Ryan Reynolds was. Known more for his comedy than Because Ryan he pretty oh, much Jim only Carrey? does comedic roles. Yeah, Jim Carrey? Jim Carrey? Nope, no, nope, nope, not Jim Carrey. Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. There we go, you got it. Fredo got it. <laughs> Ben Stiller was originally slated to play this character, but when they got the new director on board, he, uh, Ryan Reynolds, sent out a voicemail to the director doing the voices of the cat, the dog, and everything else, along with reading part of this role, and she said there was nobody else that could have done this role. Because they would have had to hire other voice actors to do the stuff for Ben Stiller, but... Ryan Reynolds was able to do all of this himself. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that just tells you how uh, he's versatile. He just doesn't use it as often as he should. Yeah. Dude's fucking talented. Exactly. No, it was, it was, it was, it was a great job. Definitely a great job, especially towards the end when everything started to unravel and he began to unhinge. Like, that's where you really see all the little switches. After watching this movie about schizophrenia through Ryan Reynolds' eyes, how uneasy did the musical performance at the end of the movie make you feel? (laughs) (laughs) I loved it. Honestly, I still had a fucking song stuck in my head, and I hate it a little bit, but... Sing a happy song. Sing a happy song. Sing a happy song, sing a happy song. Right, Come I mean, on, everyone, sing a happy song. It was just, I think it was because it made <laughs> me feel uneasy because it was a song that honestly played a lot in his head throughout the entire movie. So you're talking yeah. a violent schizophrenic that basically went out and murdered a bunch of people. And the idea that he is now dancing 
with Jesus <laughs> and all the people that he killed, along with his mother and father. I mean, he has, a, like, a child's mentality, dude. Pretty much. Of course that's what he's going to see when he dies. And, uh, he, not for nothing. He doesn't think... Anna Kendrick could have survived longer had she not been as nosy as she was in this movie. Oh, definitely. <laughs> oh, she had to show up and bring him a whoopee cake. That's 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 a charge right there. Asking someone to like go into payroll to steal a fucking address. Yeah, yeah that's that's a violation of privacy right there. That's something that get you kicked out of your job. Yep. Uh where was HR on that? <laughs> right? Made me think about God Bless America. Well, everybody in that little group, mm-hmm. though, they all kind of... They were friends, and I think that he was the outsider. So I think yeah. her friend there was just trying to help her. Fiona was such a fucking bitch. Who? That British chick? Oh, Fiona. Yeah, she was. Your, your voice has so. faded out there a bit, Miss B. I, I'm having a little trouble hearing you. I know. It Yo, happens at least once a, a podcast. Bitch, dude. Yeah. You know, I I feel like there's a lot of atypical girls like that in movies. Dude, he was Jerry was nothing but fucking sweet to her. Granted, yes, I get the whole like we feeling a little weird after like um driving home and he was like insistent on her going out on a date with him. Right. But it's totally not a terrible thing to just be straight up. She's yeah, fucking no. leading him on. She knows what she's doing. Lady and gentlemen, I'm going to let you talk for just a moment. I'm going to go grab a cough drop so I'm not hacking and coughing on the podcast here. All right. You guys chitter and chatter about the podcast. Speak amongst yourself. But yeah, she was she was mean. She was pretty mean because... She she was just letting letting basically yes steering him along a little like that just and the only reason she gave him the time of day was because she was fucking stuck out in the rain and she needed a ride. That's it. She pretended to be his fucking friend. She pretended to be cool with him, to be nice to him, and this and that. And she was going to use him for a ride mm-hmm. and let him think that you know he had a chance, and then go to work and fucking hide from him again under the fucking table. Well, from like the minute bitch. she did. From the minute from the minute somebody does something like that, I mean, that tells you already that this karma yeah. killed her. Karma killed her because she did that, yeah. and then everything went wrong. It rained. Her car stalled out. Karma killed yeah. her in the end for doing that. And yeah, he did. didn't kill her on purpose. That, it was an accident, man. Also, why did he bring that ice? Well, I think it was just it's still it was still in his hand from when he cut yeah. the throat of the deer. And you're know. talking about a schizophrenic that just went through an extremely stressful moment. He hit the deer, it went through the hood of it went through the windshield of the car. He probably wasn't even thinking in his right mind, and his mind is not in its right mind to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. So he's I bring- totally get like the whole like when he takes his meds, everything becomes numb and dull. Well, and normal. It, like, he wasn't even able to see the whole mess he lived in. Yeah. His delusions fade away, and he has left looking at everything that's going on in reality. And he preferred the delusions to reality. 
honestly, like, I kind of get the whole, like, idea bet- behind the meds make you feel numb, because, like, I-, I stopped taking my meds years ago, and, like, I'm doing better now, but, like, no, I'm not schizophrenic, but I had this whole, like, anxiety and depression and fucking, like, they had me on, like, four or five different meds. It was really fucking annoying, and I was, I, I felt like a shell. I, I like I was empty. There was like there, there was nothing of me left. It was just those meds, and I didn't yeah. know what to do. I couldn't draw. I couldn't fucking write. I couldn't create anything. I was just numb, and I fucking hated it. My uh, yeah, that that can be a good thing. And to I have. honestly would rather figure out how to deal with my mania and my episodes without the meds than have to take all this shit and feel like that again. <laughs> My wife was actually the exact same way um, shortly after she had our first daughter. Um, she went through a bout of postpartum depression. And yep. so they had her on, I think they had her on Prozac, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, she she was a zombie. I mean, literally. Prozac makes everything worse. It didn't make her worse. What it did was, okay, I don't want to say... I don't want to actually try to try to qualify it as a worse or a better kind of thing. What it did was it kind of erased her emotions, period. Yeah. So she felt nothing. You know? That doesn't make things worse or better. That just makes things nothing. Exactly. And so it's not you handling your emotions or dealing with your emotions. That's going to be more dangerous than feeling something. Right, it's just basically taking the emotions and turning them off. You don't get to feel anymore. You know? It's not happy yeah. meds. <laughs> and I, I finally told her, no, I don't want you on these anymore. I'd rather have you screaming at me and flipping out than have you completely and utterly devoid of all emotion. It's just, I don't think it's worth it. I don't think the trade-off was worth it. Plus, that fucking guy was telling it, hey, you know what you should do? Divorce your husband. Oh, wow. Hey, thank you. Fuck you, too. <laughs> you don't know me. But why? The fuck? Yeah, this is a therapist. But why? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, all I know is that... Uh, I mean, well, he, his reasoning for it. What was his whole reasoning for it? Like, what makes somebody think, you know what, you'll be better off this way. Like, what are you doing to this person for him to, to be so invasive? Because that's very invasive. Uh, I'm not going to mince words. Uh, I was I was kind of a worthless piece of shit way back when. I was not the best guy. And I'm not going to say like I wasn't a nice guy, but I wasn't the kind of person that could keep a steady job. I wasn't the kind of person that did anything other than I put our... I think I put our our happiness, or I, I want to say our happiness over our well-being, so to speak. Yeah. Like, happiness in the moment over future well-being. I think that's what I was way back then. And I've changed quite a bit since then. Two kids and 20 years of marriage changes you a bit. But we were new in the marriage at that point. We had just they been better. like... Huh? We were... And you were really young. You both were really young, too. We were like four months into the marriage, and this guy's telling us to get a divorce, because honestly, I wasn't really worth a whole lot way back when. And I, I get the reason now, but 
Jeez, if she had listened to him, fuck. <laughs> if she had listened to him, we wouldn't have been. Still. <laughs> so. Yeah. That was a, a special, special moment. <laughs> yeah. You should have shown up at that guy's office. I definitely should have. I should have. I actually sat outside the entire time. I escorted her to everything, and I was there the day that he told her to divorce me, and that was the last time she thought that saw that therapist. She was like, That's yeah. Good. She's like, I'm done. She goes, I, I need your help. I don't need you to tell me to divorce the father of my child. I'm done. <laughs> so. I'm happy she stuck with me, in spite of all that. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, so... Favorite parts of the movie? Any uh, anything that stuck out that you really enjoyed? Hmm. Hmm. I don't really think I have any real favorite parts. I couldn't really pick any one scene out of the movie rather than the other that like stood out as something that like, hey, I loved that. You know, it's just the entire. Movie I love the pet front. conversations. The pet conversations. I love those. Yeah. I think I like Bosco the best. I like the cat, don't get okay, me wrong. So, he was an evil little bastard, but I think Bosco I like the best. You go, so, oh. I think my favorite part was, like, the very end where Mr. Whiskers and Bosco are, like, bickering in Jerry's ear about whether or not to stay or leave in the fucking burning bowling alley. Right, right, right. I, uh, and Bosco, I, I just, I don't know. I like the whole, like angel and devil on your shoulder thing, but it's your cat and dog. I like that yeah. part where Bosco finally gives up on him. <laughs> where Bosco's like, you know how I was telling you that you're not an evil bastard, and this you can you can change, and, and this doesn't necessarily make you a bad person. Yeah, I fucking changed my mind. You, you suck. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. It's not in that particular like set Whiskers. of words. Mr. Whiskers? I like Mr. Whiskers. I uh, I did not like the disembodied heads screaming at him. Yeah, that was. Uh, I like that, but you could see somebody getting unhinged from something like that, no matter how okay you probably are in that moment. I liked the fact that you definitely knew that it was Jerry's head manipulating the heads, because. Yeah. Um, Fiona went from being British to being every single British stereotype that you could think of. Constantly yeah, saying, yeah. like, governor and shit like that, that, you know? Yeah, go like the queen. So she was, like, using yeah. every stereotypical bit of uh, British slang in, in her speech while she was just a beheaded... Well, the corpse was in boxes yeah. everywhere. Why wouldn't yeah. you refrigerate them? Why put them in Tupperware if you're not going to refrigerate them? That makes no sense. Well, he I mean, didn't have space in his fridge. Tupperware in the fridge. Put them in yeah, the bowling alley. That was a whole lot of them. <laughs> she was he, she was thoroughly Tupperware. Yeah. Yeah. I get yeah, the feeling fucking, like mountains of Tupperware all over the fucking apartment. I like, get that's the... not all going to fit in the fridge. I get the feeling he killed before her. Like, I feel like there was more there than would have been just her. Well, between the mom and her, you mean? 
Well, the mom died before he went into the hospital the first time. He killed her, and then he went into the, the hospital. That's why he was at yeah. that job, is because he was on a release. Yeah. Uh, as long as he takes his meds, which he definitely wasn't. He was pretty adamant, I'm not taking the meds. Uh, but... Well, he was easier. It was easier to take the meds to talk to your pets, and instead of like take the meds and clean up your place. If you looked around the apartment when you were seeing it through, uh, uh, what was the girl that Anna Kendrick played? Uh, Lucy, I don't remember Lucy her name. Or Lisa uh, or something. Uh, hang on, Lisa. Lisa, when you looked at it through her eyes, there were stacks of stuff all over the place. Yeah. It looks like he'd been killing before. Like the fucking, the walls and the light switches. Um, And he just casually threw a sweater over the head's face and not the head. (laughs) Yeah, not the whole head, just the face. Conveniently left the hair all nice and perfectly showing. Well, also, I mean, through his eyes, through his disillusioned, schizophrenic eyes, he wasn't seeing that he was leaving blood on the refrigerator or blood in the sink blood all over the place. He was literally just completely zonked out. So I could see that maybe he thought he threw it over the entire head when in actuality he just threw it over the face and left the hair exposed. Which apparently was the only thing that, uh, that Lisa saw. Like, she saw all this other stuff, but it was the head that freaked her out. Yeah. Like, she could mostly... All this other stuff could have mean a whole bunch of other things, but the head definitely meant, definitely put everything in a in a perspective. It's like I can I can mentally kind of explain away, you know, head high piles of Tupperware with hands and other body parts in it, but the head on the table, oh fuck, we're screwed, you know. It's the head that did well, it for. Well, to be fair, she wasn't really looking around or paying attention. She was trying to get Bosco into the room. Right. That is true. The Bosco was kind of, I guess, kind of protecting Jerry. I think Bosco was just trying to get the fuck out of there. Like, dude, how many times do I have to shit on the floor before you let me go? Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe he was trying to get out, or maybe it's just like he's being a typical loyal dog and just, hey, hey, there's a person at the door. Jerry. Right. I'll I'll keep you safe, Jerry. Well, the second the other guys opened the door, Bosco was gone. Yeah. So Bosco it's true when the two guys win. Uh, and Jerry couldn't even find him at that point. Bosco was just gone. I think he just imagined Bosco in the house after that. So. Pretty sure, yeah. It's all a delusion. No, because he did. He did imagine Bosco and Mr. Whiskers because they, they found the cat and the dog. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think that is... Uh, is there anything else you guys have to say about the film? Anything in general? It's a good fucking movie. It, it, was, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. And it was very spot on about a lot of things. I don't think it's fairly treated by the uh, critical reviews. I mean, like, down the uh, down the way, I'm seeing, like, uh, an average I, for IMDb was like 6.4, 6.5. Metacritic was like a 54 out of 100. I guess because it doesn't seem to be a movie that was commercial. Like yeah. they don't do a whole lot of promotion on it. The critics, the critics don't even look at it the same way. 
Well, unlike a lot of Ryan Reynolds movies, this one was mostly direct-to-video. It had, like, an art house release in its opening weekend. It made, like, $5,000. But other than that, most I think it was mostly marketed as a direct-to-video film. I think this could have done a mm -hmm. decent job in the theaters if they spent a little bit of time marketing it. But, I mean, for something that's direct-to-video, that. there's a lot of shit out there. This is not shit. Yeah. No, no, it's pretty good. Um... You got the you got your Steven Seagal still making the straight to Walmart five dollar bin movies and all yeah. that. So I, I think my final <laughs> judgment would be leave it to Ryan Reynolds of all people to make a homicidal schizophrenic movie entertaining to watch. Right? Yeah. Right. I think we'll leave that well, leave it at the that. more entertaining. For me anyway, I'll leave it at that before the break. Do you guys have anything else to say? Yeah. No, we're just we're just gonna ask who 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 would you who else could have done that that job? I don't think anybody else could have really done that job. Actually, no. There is one other person that I could have seen trying to do that. I could see Jim Carrey. I would say Adam Sandler. Or Adam Sandler. Have you seen him in Punch Drunk Love? Or Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp might have been able Johnny to Depp do it. Would have. Johnny I, Depp would have done it great. I think with any of those people on board, you would have gotten too hard of a push for marketing. I think you market this as a, a second-tier movie. You don't market this as a main feature. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think that with any of those other people on board, it would have driven expectations way up. But with Ryan Reynolds on board, whose repertoire is pretty much all to the the, the uh, action or action comedy area, this movie was actually a nice kind of takeoff from what he normally does. Yeah. Because the other guys have done some dramatic stuff before. The other guys have kind of dipped their toe in that pool. You don't get to see that from Ryan Reynolds all that often. Uh Outside of that why, movie, I buried. I hated Jim Carrey's serious role in uh, the number twenty-three. I, I think that the photo just gave me this look like I shat at his fucking dinner table. Yeah, I don't think the number yep. twenty-three was a bad movie. I think it was badly marketed, and people were expecting something very different from of that movie than what it actually was. So I feel like. I feel like I'd appreciate it more watching it now because I haven't seen it since like it first came out when I was like way younger. Right. Just and like, like I didn't fully understand way back. The number twenty three. The number twenty three was crazy. I, I was in like middle school when I first watched it, and I don't know. I back then I was like, oh, Jim Carrey can't do a serious role, but I gotta watch it again and like see how I feel. I think uh, I felt... Eternal. Eternal Sunshine was a very good role that he did. Dude, Eternal Sunshine is like one of my favorite fucking movies, okay? He was great at it. Uh. Literally, like, half of my email comes directly from that movie, alright? I think when you're looking at, like, Punch Drunk Love, and you're looking at the number 23... You're looking at something that was marketed the wrong way for the actors that were involved in it at the time. 
I went to go see Punch Drunk Love, and they almost marketed it like it was supposed to be a comedy, like a dark comedy. And when yeah. you watch the movie, it's about somebody with some serious mental issues. And it should it should have been handled almost like a Rain Man kind of movie, not as if it were going to be another comedic movie from Adam Sandler. And I think that's the reason why yeah. that movie got trashed as badly, badly as it did, is because Adam Sandler was in his comedic prime at the time, and people were seeing him do stuff like Billy Madison, Mr. Deeds, all these fantastic comedy movies that they loved him for. And seeing him in Punch Drunk Love, people just went, what the fuck is this? It took them off guard. They weren't they expecting were that expecting performance. They did, they did great at it, though. You go to an Adam Sandler movie expecting to laugh, and you watch Punch Drunk Love, and you're like, oh, well, that wasn't fucking funny at all. <laughs> To be fair, I have no idea what that movie is. Watch it, but don't expect to laugh. Gotcha. Yes. It was... They tried to market it as a dark comedy, but it was more drama. Because you say don't expect to laugh, and then I've got this guy over here in my ear fucking, like, cackling at the worst moments. (laughs) He, He laughs at all of the super inappropriate, not laughing fucking times. I've done that. I've done that on occasion where you're in a movie and, and I, I start laughing and then I'm looking around going, "Oh shit, nobody else is laughing at that. That wasn't funny." Oh. <laughs> oh no, Fredo doesn't give a shit. He keeps <laughs> laughing. I get self-conscious when I'm laughing alone. Like, did I find something funny that definitely was not funny? Did I take that out of context mentally? I do that all the time. Mm-hmm. Then again, I watch a lot of really fucking bad movies, so there's a lot of things that most people don't find funny that I find fucking hilarious. <laughs> like uh, Seth's reaction to Tromeo and Juliet. Oh my god. We, hey, fuck you, Chris. <laughs> you broke the pact. We, we made a fucking promise. We're not bringing that goddamn movie up at all this season. You broke the pact. You fucking, fuck you. In his, in his defense, I might have brought it first earlier in the season. Fuck both of you. <laughs> Yeah, I was, supposed to, I was supposed to bury that. I'm sorry. <laughs> we were supposed to leave that dead. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, with that, we will we will leave that dead and behind again. And hopefully I can learn to zip my mouth. But we, we I don't know. We'll see. After the break, we'll see. Yeah? Okay. She gave you the evil monkey point. <laughs> what? Where does that come from, the evil monkey? Stupid monkey. Huh? Who the hell knows? Is that, no, I'm, I'm thinking about that. The, there's a... It's the end of Robot Chicken. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. Stupid monkey. No? Okay. I don't yeah. know why I did that no, on... I know what you're talking about. Huh? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay. Now, is it documented from prosperity? That little sound you just did? Unfortunately, yes. I did do that into the microphone. It's not going to sound good, but I did it into the microphone. Let's keep it. Yep, yep. All right, thank you for sticking with us through the break, and we are going to go ahead and get set up for another pitch storm. And I've already gone ahead and drawn out our cards. We got a few extra decks here, so we got a few things from both the superhero and animation decks to listen to today. And 
we're going to try to piece this together, uh, together, not gather, uh, as best we can. So, for our first film, we have two geriatric heroes forced out of retirement along with a lonely trash-compacting robot. Uh, they fight to prevent a world-changing technology from being used for evil. And the notes card is, what if the hero dressed up like a... And we have to pick an animal to fight. So we get to pick a random animal. Okay, so... Okay. Ready? Ready. Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy with fucking Wally. What's up? So we got a, a basically a SpongeBob Wally crossover. Hells yeah! There we go. Well, that, that's I want Nick. Danny DeVito to play Mermaid Man. We've got a Nickelodeon. That's a Nickelodeon and uh, Disney thing. That'll be interesting to see if we can get them to work together because generally they don't like to. Right. <laughs> I want fucking Danny DeVito to be Mermaid Man. Danny DeVito is <laughs> Mermaid Man. I don't know. I mean, because Mermaid Man only got those little seashells on his on his boobs. There, you know. It's Danny DeVito. Walking around practically naked. Danny, okay, Danny DeVito as Mermaid Man. Hells yeah. Then I want John Turturro as Barnacle Boy. That would be yeah. nice. So we got Danny DeVito and John Turturro, um, Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. And I want I want our supervillain. I'm not sure who he's going to be yet, but I think Jack Nicholson is the supervillain. Yes, absolutely. That will work. Big names, big names. Because Jack Nicholson hasn't done anything in a while, as far as I know. What have you seen well, him doing? Yeah, he's older than dirt. That doesn't prevent a lot of people from acting. No, it doesn't, but he's got stuff going on, probably. But uh, I think, like, as far as people that can do crazy, either Jack Nicholson or uh, Michael Keaton might play a good villain. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. Uh, Honestly, I'd like to see Skeet Ulrich in, like, a scary villain. Not enough Skeet Ulrich in the world. Maybe. Yeah, let's let's give Skeet El Ulrich the role, then. Yes! Oh, okay, so Skeet Ulrich is our... Ulrich? Ulrich? Is our, uh... Supervillain. We went through Jack Nicholson, and... Who else did we... Who else did we just say? No, we're not gonna do that. We're gonna just Skeet Ulrich. Danny DeVito and... So, John Turturro. Okay, so that's Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy, and yep. we have uh, we have Wally, who who basically is just a, a voice box. So we don't need to have a voice for him, really. It's just a voice box. Uh, and we have Skeet Ulrich as our main villain. What is our villain? What is he? What is he trying to do? What what world changing technology is he going to use for evil? I think Skeet Ulrich. <clears throat> Skeet Ulrich has taken over Trump's Space Force and is using it for evil. Which, by the way, if you get to see the flag of our newest uh, armed forces division, the flag is basically a ripoff of fucking Star Trek. Basically, it's literally a ripoff of Star Trek. It's literally a Star Trek insignia. That fucking Star Trek isn't suing them for copyright infringement. Right, how much is the Roddenberry uh, estate suing him for? Please, tell me. Can they sue I him while he's in office? I fucking love to see that news article. 
<laughs> I would lose my goddamn mind. Right? Mm. I think uh, Brett Spinner, the guy Space that played Force Data, was trying to call him out for it. By Star Trek. <laughs> what? Space Force. I can't fucking wait for it. Isn't there a... It's, 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 it's a farce. It's a, it's, it's a fucking joke. He's trying to make his own armed forces, basically. In space. Yeah. Elon Musk will do space it first. Force. It's not going to be Trump. I mean, to be fair... I kind of get it with the whole releasing of all the the footage of UFOs and everything and confirming that alien life is real. We all seem to forget Mm -hmm. that the United States government just recently confirmed alien life is a thing and we just let it slip on by. Did? There was literally no, like, uproar about it or anything. Everyone's just like, yeah, we've been knowing. Did they actually confirm... That UFOs exist, or did they put out doctored footage to justify the existence of a space force? I mean, I'd hope it was the like actual footage, considering the CIA fucking released it. I think a little bit of both. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's uh, dubious timing. I honestly, the fact that within weeks of each other, I think it's a lot of distraction right now. They're releasing things to try to distract us from what the fuck is really going on in the world. I think that exactly. it's yeah, most definitely. I do believe all the millennials right did. now are like we've been fucking knowing that you you guys have been keeping this a secret. It's about fucking time that you just say it. The problem is that it sounds like a Trump move. It's whether they keep it a whether whether they keep it a secret or not would have been known anyways. We knew anyway. Everybody knew anyways. So why now? Of all time. That's why nobody's surprised. Nobody's surprised. That's why nobody cares. (laughs) Yeah, because they fucking keep pulling this whole trying to shift the point of view, shift the public's fucking eye from the important shit to some filler bullshit like UFOs. Okay, so back to our back to our movie plot. We can talk about (laughs) this is a little too heavy for Pitch Storm. Ah. Anyway, so we're, we got uh, Skeet Ulrich that is now controlling Trump's Space Force, and Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy are, for some reason, using Wally to help them fight off Trump's Space Force as, uh, I guess, uh, I don't know, help me out here, my brain's just skipped the rail. I've gone off the rails. I'm trying to explain it to myself, and I'm like, I don't understand. I don't even understand what I'm doing. This is all animated. This has to be an animated movie, like, through and through. This is not live action. Yes. Shift back and steer left to get back into your rails. With it being an animated movie, I am going to... I want to throw in something that, that I think I would enjoy seeing just because it seems like a kid's movie, and I want to make it so not a fucking kid's movie. I really want to make this not a kids movie. So, uh, and it's something that definitely Disney would not fucking agree to. But I want it anyway. <laughs> I want... I mean, yeah, go for some fucking, like, sausage party style animation. I want Skeet Ulrich to have taken over the mines. Basically, we, we, we've got them mental, mental control over Bluntman and Chronic. Yes. 
There we go. So oh, we're, yeah, I'm here for it. We're gonna we're gonna get the the uh, Kevin Smith universe in there. We got Blunt Man and Chronic, basically versus Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. <laughs> Nickelodeon and Disney would have a shit fit if something like this were to ever be aired. <laughs> they wouldn't. They wouldn't. It's all yeah. Nick and uh, Nick and Disney are all about family entertainment. You're not gonna get Blunt Man and Chronic anywhere near their shit. Yeah, that wouldn't go down well. Right? Yeah. That wouldn't go down well at all. I think It won't be fun to watch all the news and press conference and that, though, but... What we do is we create generic spoof versions of Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy and Wally. So they're, they're what they are. We know that they're what they are, but they're just changed enough, kind of like Blunt Man and Chronic, that you can't get tagged for, uh... For copyright infringement. You know? Yeah. I, I feel like Wally, but you take like that roll you kinda take him and mash him up with that rolling thing from uh the Star Wars movies that was kinda like the new R two D two. Uh-huh. Uh Baby R two D two B eight, was that what that it was? B B eight. B B eight. B B eight. Hey, I don't want. I, I haven't really watched a whole lot of the Star Wars movies. I'm Dude, not that's like literally that. like all I all I, I don't even remember which one it was. It was it was the first of the new ones. Right, I think it was like yeah but, the uh, was it the Force Awakens or something like that? Yeah, something like that. I think it was on the Phantom, the Phantom Menace. I like I don't follow this shit. All I know is BB-8. <laughs> like you can't ask me any actual trivia. Right. I mean, I, I've watched the Star Wars movies, but I haven't invested so much time in them as a lot of people do. Like, a, pot, a lot yeah. of people, like, it's their life. Like, Star Wars, yeah, Star no. Trek, whatever, it's their life. They live it. I I'll watch it. I'll watch it if it's showing, but I won't go crazy over Star Wars like that. But yeah, some people, uh, have, this is a religion to them. But I can imagine Nico sitting with a whole bunch of people and everybody just start talking to Star Wars. And Nico just having a drink casually. And none of us said, and in the middle of the conversation, that BB-8, though. Nothing against the Trekkies or the Star Wars folks, but as far as I'm concerned, those particular movies, my feeling on the subject is, okay, the movie is on, I'm not bored, now the movie's off, let's move on. <laughs> That's Yeah. Yeah, people treat it like it's a kind of, like, fucking religion, and... It's a cult to them. Yeah. To a cult to the point that they wear the fucking uniform. It's, it's yeah. hey man, let's not let come on. Cosplay is a legit thing. We should come up with a name for that Star Wars okay. stuff because the trek, the trek is what you call a Skywalkerism. Let me let me draw that cosplay line for you. Okay, I am all for cosplay. I have friends that cosplay, but their outfits change. The Trekkies. Rarely do the outfits change. Sometimes they wear the fucking outfits yeah. into their goddamn daily life. It's one thing to cosplay as another character and like to create the outfits for yourself. It's another altogether to walk around wearing a Star Trek uniform. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and even even the Star the Star Wars folks won't do that. They're not walking around looking like the Last Jedi all the time. You know, it's it's. <laughs> You know, you don't see people walking around in Darth Maul makeup at work. 
You know, I've seen people in Trek outfits say they wear them around, and it's like, I'm, I'm a Trekkie all the time. All the time, I'm a Trekkie. I get <laughs> I have a friend at work. Uh, you you probably know him, uh, Omar. Robert, uh, Robert, I think his last name is Medicucci. Oh, Minicucci, yeah, he, he is, stays on. I love yeah. his outfits. He makes his own LARPing outfits. He has a ton of them, and I actually respect that because it takes a skill to make those outfits. Well, you can see that there's attention to detail and art put into it. Like, it's not just some whatever. It's not It's not the equivalent of a socks with two holes and that's a mask. No, he, like, really, really does his thing. But, uh... Yeah, the, the way, I, I guess I just can't get behind the Trekkie thing. It's just, just for some reason, it's it's become like a cult. And I get, like, people that love Star Wars and so on and so forth, but it hasn't become a cult to the point where, you know, Han Solo is a god, and, and everybody prays down to the god of Han Solo, and they all wear Han Solo's outfit. It doesn't happen. <laughs> okay. I find them entertaining. I like them. I like the movies. However, I don't think it should be that serious. We shouldn't be that serious about it. I really don't. You've got you've got smiling going on in your face. Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm like looking at my Sims stuff right now with the <laughs> show hidden objects cheat. I can I don't have to fucking go through all the effort to make a wormhole generator. No? Just make no, it No, it's right there. Well there you go. You're gonna have to like show me how to do that later. <laughs> I'm fucking shook, bro. I'm about to go to Sixum. Uh that seems like the end all of our battle right there. I mean, that, there's really not a whole lot to flesh out. This is just like a one action scene to the next. Yeah. You know, uh, I feel bad because like some of these uh, some of these uh, pitch storms we're really not getting into. Like, I don't think a lot of that generated much talk. This just... We know what we'd like to see. It's an animated movie, and fleshing it out from beginning to end is, is a whole other subject. Uh, so we're yeah. going to go ahead and, and start with the second pitch storm here. So, what we have is we have a fry cook with a passion for fashion. Teams up with a video, <laughs> with a video game villain that just wants to be a good guy. Right. Kind of like Lafayette in True Blood. And, okay, this is weird. They travel the country <laughs> solving supernatural hoaxes with their talking dog. So this is supposed to basically <laughs> be a matchup, a mashup of something Wreck-It Ralph-esque and Scooby-Doo. But we have yeah. to make it our own. We can't make it Wreck-It Ralph or Scooby-Doo. Ask. So I what I want to do. I want to go a different. I want to go a different way with the dog. We need to come. I want like a talking corgi. Armadillo. A talking corgi. Oh, a talking armadillo. Not even a dog. Well, we've seen the talking Chihuahua. We've seen the talking Great Dane. You know. Let's forget, let's forget dogs altogether. Let's do an armadillo. I've even seen the talking pug and the talking Great Dane. No, not Great Dane, not Bulldog. Yeah. In Little Nicky. Let's let's do away with dogs altogether. Let's no, make no. it a talking lizard, a talking armadillo, a talking pig. 
I like that. Talking armadillo. Oh, no. Super sarcastic. Talking potbelly like pig. pig. A talking potbelly pig. Yeah. Okay, I like that. A talking potbelly pig. Yeah, a very sarcastic asshole, too. And what we have is we have a video game villain come to life and a fry cook with a passion for fashion. So basically we have a, a, a basically a metrosexual chef. And we have a video game villain that comes to life that wants to be good because he's always portrayed as bad. And, uh, okay. oh my god, this is fucking weird. All right, so what if the main villain in the movie was actually a gerbil living inside the protagonist's butt? So, we're going South Park on this. Okay. <laughs> so, which, that's how it's going to be. Which one they make him a lizard. Is it the fry cook or the video game villain that has the gerbil in his butt? I feel I like the fry cook. Okay, so we have a fry cook with a passion for fashion and an evil gerbil in his butt. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I feel like this guy, the fry cook, he's like a good guy during the day, but at night the gerbil takes over. Like it's a mind control. He goes out. It's a he goes out doing all kinds of bad things. It's like a mind control thing. Where the gerbil Definitely. takes over his body at night. He's like can't figure out why he's not getting enough sleep. Yeah. The gerbil's controlling you at night. You pass out and he takes over. Yes. Uh, and this is a potbelly pig who is... Let's see, what video game villain do we want to try to throw in at this? Huh. We can even just make up a video game villain, really. I mean, we don't have to have an actual video game villain that we know. Just kind of make up a villain. But if we need a villain, it could be Wario. Ooh. Wario? Yeah. I see a Danny, I see a Danny DeVito roll all over that. funny game. as hell. I don't know. I feel like Waluigi is, like, creepier. Waluigi is creepier, but I feel like Wa uh, Wario could also be the guy that kind of... He's bad, but they're just mistaking him for bad. Waluigi looks like he's just going to be a creepy asshole, almost dick dastardly, you know? Uh, <laughs> but... I think Wario could easily be the guy that's mistaken for bad, but is actually good. He really wants to be a good guy, but he's always mistaken for bad because of what he does. Okay. And Waluigi, via some curse or another, was transformed into a gerbil, which ends up in War Wario's asshole. <laughs> oh, no. So Waluigi is trying to take over War uh, Wario during the day. They stumble okay. through some bad pipe or another and end up on Earth. In live-action human form, along with their little talk talking pot-bellied pig. And uh, so now I've taken the gerbil out of the fry cook's ass. We gotta we gotta do the the fry cook is the one that's trying to help them 
get back to wherever the fuck they were. So now we've got a fucked up Mario Brothers movie. This is like a fucked up R-rated Mario Brothers film. (laughs) So now we have to come up with live action versions of the Mario Brothers and... I want to say Wario and Waluigi. Once again, Danny DeVito for Wario. I feel Danny DeVito... Danny DeVito? (laughs) Danny DeVito. For Wario, you know who I feel for Waluigi? One of two people. John Leguizamo, who played Luigi in the original Mario Brothers movie, or Norm MacDonald. Hang on. (laughs) You're trying to figure out who... Norm MacDonald, he's been, he's, 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 uh, been on SNL a lot. He played Burt Reynolds on SNL. You keep thinking that I watch SNL. I don't watch SNL. <laughs> if you see him, you'll know who I'm talking about. Just look him up. <laughs> oh, I, I guarantee that I'll know who he is. Do the Googles. He plays... What's his name again? Norm MacDonald. He plays kind of a-holes in a lot of... in a lot of movies. Yeah, Norm MacDonald will be. You looking him up? Yeet. Lots of silence while looking for Norm McDonald. <laughs> Burn Notice or Billy Madison? He wasn't mm-hmm. he wasn't Burn Notice, he wasn't Billy Madison. He had a he had a role in uh Okay. My name is Earl. He's currently in Man as a Plan uh, Man with a Plan. Uh you don't know him that well as an actor though, though, do you? Probably. Hang on. They don't have a good picture of him on fucking IMDb. No? I got one of him. Just Google him. I got one. My computer is being really slow right now. (laughs) Just send them. (laughs) There's a good picture right there. it's It's in our messenger now. See? You can't see him because his face is all blurry. It's not in my messenger. <laughs> no, in the group. Oh, I'm in the group. You sent it specifically to me, Omar. You didn't send it to her. You're a dick. Oh. <laughs> Here, I just sent I, it to I, you. I, I, I am. <laughs> Sorry, folks who are actually listening to us figure this out. We, we were sending messages back and forth via Facebook Messenger. We're not actually paying attention. We wanna... Okay, no, I don't know him that well. No, you don't know him that well. Okay, let's find a different different actor for Waluigi, then. We gotta get... Oh, what about the guy that always does the monsters? Uh, the one you like. Fucking... Oh, God, what's his name? What's his fucking name? Go! <laughs> we were just oh, talking, talking about, about him, like, too. Last... Extensively the other day. Literally always fucking... Doug Jones. Doug, Doug Jones. Jones, yes. Doug Jones is Waluigi. The little bit you get to see Waluigi before he turns into a gerbil inside of... <laughs> but he gets to also voice the gerbil. Yes. Uh, so we're going to make... And we got Danny DeVito as as uh, as Wario. But we're going to use the trick. We're going to use the trick that they used in, uh, in Lord of the Rings to make the dwarf seem smaller. But we're going to make Danny DeVito seem larger. 
Okay. So we need to make Danny DeVito look a little larger than he is, but he's going to wear the Wario costume. Because if you think about it, Wario was probably about as big as Lou Albano, if you know who he is. I remember Lou Albano. Lou Albano played Mario on the... Um, if you ever saw the Mario cartoon way back when, the interlude yep. where they had a Mario and Luigi, Lou Albano played Mario. Uh, Captain Lou Albano, he used to go around with... Uh, oh, he used to go around with Cindy Lauper and all that other stuff. Lou Albano kind of looked like what you would ta get if you took Weird Al Yankovic and crossed him with Danny DeVito. He was, I think Lou Albano is more, it's more of a cross between Weird Al Yankovic and, and Ron Jeremy. Yeah, I guess, I guess so. Okay. Yep. No, I, know, I, I, I see who you're talking about. I don't know who you're talking about, but oh. I see him. And I see what you're talking about. <laughs> now that I think about it, Ron Jeremy might be the perfect Wario. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I like Danny DeVito. He definitely would bring a better comedic presence to it. But if we're talking just sheer presence, just the look, Ron Jeremy might be a better Wario. <laughs> you know what would be funny? Take take Ron Jeremy, but dub him over with Danny DeVito's voice. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> That actually might be hilarious. It would sound. It would. It would probably look horrible, but it would sound fucking funny as hell. Uh, who do we have with, for our fry cook? Our metrosexual fry cook with a passion for fashion. I want the guy that plays Titus. Titus on fucking Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Mm. Oh, good lord. I know who you're talking about, too. He's been in a few things. Titus Andromedon's character as this this fashionista. Okay. Speaking speaking of that, have you seen the newest episode of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? No, oh, no, 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 no. Don't say anything. <laughs> I won't say anything. I, won't, I haven't actually done it yet. But, uh, that, that is, uh, oh my god, alright, so that was the saddest fucking thing that I could ever experience. The guy's name's Titus on the show, and his actual name is Titus Burgess. I'm trying to think of the guy's name, his name is his name, it's Titus. Nice. I love that shit. <laughs> well, that's like right up there with, uh, what's his name, uh... Oh, the guy from Who's the Boss? Tony Danza? Almost every show that he had been in, his name was either Anthony or Tony because in his head, if you used any other name, he wouldn't have remembered it. He wouldn't have heard. Like, yeah. It wasn't like you were talking to him. He had to do Tony or Anthony, so it was like you were talking to him. There's this very good show on Netflix now with him. There's this very good show on Netflix with him now. Uh, that he's uh, a veteran cop that was in jail because he was a corrupt cop. His son now is a good cop. It's a very good show, though. It's pretty funny. I'll have to go check oh it out. Oh, my God. I'm just fucking... I keep yawning. It's funny. It's very funny. I haven't watched it in a while, but it's very, very funny. 
We've been cooped up in our houses for almost two to three months. I can understand the yawning. Nobody uh, gets outside. We're not exercising. We're not getting enough uh, enough out. We're all in. Not getting enough vitamin D from the fucking sun. We're stuck inside. I, yeah. I go for walks. I would go for walks. Like, in your area, I would go for walks because there's less people outside on the street. Exactly. Exactly. There's barely anybody around here. I cannot outside. do that here. There's idiots without masks walking around all over the place. And they only put on their mask when they go to fucking 7-Eleven over here because they won't let them inside unless they fucking wear it. But when they're yep. just walking on the street, they got no mask on. They're just walking around like morons. It's like you go outside <laughs> and wear the fucking mask. It's got to be the new way of life. And everybody has to do it because if everybody doesn't do it, then it's not worth it for to just go outside. It's either everybody or nobody. Yeah. Yeah. I hate when I get so impassioned about something that I trip over my tongue and my point gets lost in the back of my throat. <laughs> point is not lost. Dude, okay. happens to me constantly. So I like this idea. I want to I want to get into it. So we got a we got a we got Wario was a gerbil inside of Wario's butt. Okay. And he is controlling Wario at night. Um, you just said Wario is inside Wario's butt. No, sorry. Wario is inside Wario's butt. Wow. And he is controlling Wario at night. Wow. Wario is inside of himself. Not wow. Not himself. But inside of himself. Uh, and now we, we, we have to voice our talking pot-bellied pig. I want to say... Well, the talking pot-bellied pig... I don't know. Let's. Hmm. Oh, what's that fucking guy's name? What's what guy's name? Arnold Schwarzenegger. The 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 fucking doppelganger for like Jesse Eisenberg and and fucking Michael Sarah. What's what's the guy's name? Oh my god. Uh Oh my god. You know the guy, the guy from American Ultra. What's his fucking name? That is Jesse Eisenberg. That is. Yeah. Same guy. Okay, I'm a fucking idiot. Dude, those, <laughs> like, those two are like doppelgangers for each other, but I'm like, is there a fucking third? When did this happen? <laughs> and not for nothing, one is far more talented than the other. Who am I talking about? <laughs> what? What? No, Jesse Eisenberg is way more talented than Michael Sarah. Right? There you go. Yeah, definitely. That's We fixed that. Anyway... So, okay, so we're going to have Jesse Eisenberg as the potbelly yes. pig. And thanks to the movie that we just watched, I really feel like our fry cook imagines the talking pig. Okay. So, the pig is there. He ha definitely has a pig, but the voice is all in his head. Nobody else hears the fucking voice. Okay. So this pig who's constantly talking to him, giving him advice, and it's not bad advice. He's definitely the good angel on this guy's shoulder. Uh, he's definitely the guy that, uh, this pig is like Watson to Titus's Sherlock. All right, yes. All right, so he's he, the, he talks to the pig to work out all this shit, because he's solving, he's basically solving hoaxes all across the country. Uh so he he's he, he was he was a fry cook at one point. He comes across this pig, and because of this pig, he's decided to basically go across the country and solve hoaxes. 
We've lost you, Miss B. You're talking, but we cannot hear you. Oh, my God! You must like Verizon. Yes, we can hear you now. Have you seen the show Happy on Netflix? Yes. Kind of like that. Exactly. Except for, unlike Happy, the pig exists. Okay. Well, I mean, Happy exists... He's totally real. Well, he's a, he's a, he's an imaginary friend kind he's of thing. He's an imaginary friend, but he's totally real. But like other people don't see happy. The pig exists. So he's still real. He still does things that are completely unexplainable. I'm just saying the pig has a corporeal body. He is there. He, okay. he there is a physical manifestation of the pig. Basically, the pig okay. is everywhere. Nobody else can hear him talk. Okay. Kind of like uh, Ryan Reynolds' cat and dog. They're there. But <laughs> to anybody else, this thing doesn't talk. I want to say, like, there was an accident during his fry cooking job. He got hit in the head or something. And ever since then, he can hear the damn pig talk. Yeah, That sounds like a great origin story. He thinks that Mario and Luigi, along with Waluigi, descending on this planet is a fucking hoax, and he goes to try to figure this out and, and, and solve it. So unlike any other Mario and Luigi story, he's on Waluigi's side, no, not Waluigi, uh, Wario's side, because he feels like Mario and Luigi are the bad guys. They're fucking trying to get at him, destroying shit in their path to get at Wario, and he sees Wario as the good guy. Or Wario's convinced him he's the good guy. We don't know. <laughs> uh, so everything in Mario and Luigi says they think they're the good guy because they're trying to bring Wario back to their planet. They don't realize that they look like the bad guy to us. <laughs> so we think they're dickheads and Wario's the good guy. <laughs> Alright. Yeah, no, I, I like this plot. Because you know, America. I don't know what to add though. Like you fucking, like you've got this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just... I'm just, I'm just spitting. Throw some stuff at me. Come on. <laughs> I don't even know, man. Like you've got the whole thing. Yeah, like every time I think I have something, you're saying it. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, I think I've been trapped. No, I've been trapped inside yeah. without anybody to talk to. So. <laughs> Nah, then he shows. <laughs> uh, honestly, if only I was this impassioned when I'm sitting in front of my screenwriting software. I've got $200 screenwriting software here. I do. I've got the thing that formats everything into script form, and you can set up all the characters and everything. And uh, I haven't felt... I feel this impassioned when I'm sitting down and I'm doing this stuff with you guys and sitting down and doing the pitch storm on the weekends. But during the week, I sit down with the screenwriting software and I'm just looking at the screen and the blank page and my head's about as blank as the page in front of me. I'm going to give you a case to solve. You got a case to solve? I'm going to give you a case to solve. <laughs> <laughs> How do you get kitty hair off of these without getting them wet? Without getting them what? Wet. You don't have to duct get tape. it. It's not working. Uh, duct, duct tape works. Get one of those rolling uh, hair, cat hair removal things. And in some cases... So I probably um, would spend a whole, a whole roll before that happens. If you get a depiller, 
it'll work too. You kind of rub the depiller on top of uh, the shoe and it takes the cat hair too. Yeah, I got a dog that does the same thing. Sheds all over everything. I don't think I have an article. I'm not even wearing an article of clothing that doesn't have dog hair on it. And these came fresh out of my drawer. <laughs> so, uh, all right. How do we end this movie? What nuclear what, explosion? What city do they no, battle in? What? What city do they battle in? Minneapolis. It just sounds good in a movie. I don't know. Minneapolis. Yeah, mm. New York is too cliche. San Francisco. Battling through San Francisco. Got a lot of hills and stuff. I San Francisco is mostly hills. I kind of, I kind of like the idea of San Francisco if we have Sonic involved in it. Oh because my god! Because the hills with Sonic, you know what I mean. But yes. with with Mario and Luigi, if we're just doing a Mario and Luigi thing, do they have their carts? That's actually a good point. Mario Kart. A physical. <laughs> a physical manifestation of uh, what, what's the dinosaur's name? Oh my god! Oh my god! Yoshi? Are Yoshi. you kidding me? I fucking forgot you his forgot name. Yoshi's name? I forgot Yoshi. I feel like there should shame. be like a. For shame. I feel like there should be both a physical manifestation of Yoshi and Kirby. I mean, like it's not Mario without Yoshi, so like. Yoshi, yeah. maybe you got uh, Toadstool. Toad. 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 You gotta have Toad. I don't want the princess. No. I don't want the princess. Fuck that bitch. I feel like, ooh, okay. First of all, we have not cast Mario and Luigi. Okay. I feel, and bear with me on this. I feel if we're gonna do it, we're gonna piss people off. I want to piss people off with this movie, because we've already got. Waluigi up Wario's ass. Okay. <laughs> it's not a fucking kids movie. I want to alter the gender of Mario and Luigi. Okay. So I want there to be you got Wario, you you got so Waluigi. I feel Lucy. they end up in almost the appropriate bodies for themselves when they end up over here. Or I want to say at least Wario does, because Waluigi is up Wario's ass at this point. But I think Mario and <laughs> Luigi try to use the same technology to get here to bring Wario back, and they end up in the bodies of two women. Okay. So it's what the hell? Mario and Luigi acting like Mario and Luigi, but in somebody else's body. And I've got the perfect person for Mario, but I don't know about Luigi. I think that... Uh, McCarthy, there. What's her name? Melissa McCarthy would be perfect for Mario. Yes. Fuck it. Why don't you do fucking Melissa McCarthy and Sandra Bullock again? Melissa yeah. McCarthy. Uh, Melissa McCarthy and Sandra Bullock is Mario and Luigi. Yeah. They, they gotta. I don't know that. I don't know that Sandra Bullock could pull off the Luigi thing, though. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And I feel like what's her name? Uh... God, what is her name? Aubrey Plaza. Yes. As Luigi. 
Because I don't think... I, I like Sandra Bullock, don't get me wrong, but I just don't think she has that kind of range to play something that weird. And I think Aubrey Plaza would go balls out for this. <laughs> yeah. Because she's just got that, that thing in her. She can she can do weird to the hilt. <laughs> yeah, she does. Uh, I just drank something that I'm not entirely sure was my water. I mean, it's in my son's room, so it can't be that bad. But, I mean, I'm not sure that that was my water that I just drank. Okay. Oh. What did it taste like? It tasted like water. It just... It was a little warmer than it was just a little bit ago. So I'm not sure if that was my water. I'm looking for another water. I don't see it. Anyway. <laughs> You're going to stand up and see it. I'll stand up and see it. Yeah. Uh, so I'm trying... Oh, and we have uh, fire truck blazing by us here. Once again, my studio is uh, not soundproofed at this point, so you're going to hear things. We're not, none of us are in anything that's soundproofed. You'll hear things all over the place. Uh, we got we to gotta have an ending to this movie. <laughs> Nuclear explosion is not an option. No, no. I want fucking aliens to come out of nowhere and zap everybody. I don't know. I want some kind of, like, big, like crazy fucking battle shit and everyone dies. Like Samus and some kind no of Metroid spaceship. This isn't, a this isn't a children's movie. There's no happy ending. No happy ending? No happy I'm ending. All, I'm all for that. So whatever city they're in, I feel like when he finally gets, they finally get Wario and try to bring them back, they use the technology and half the fucking city gets sucked over into their area. Back, back into the, the, the Mushroom Kingdom, basically. Yes. Just kind of right in the middle of everything. And the movie just ends with San Francisco fucking just demolished. Just... And... Half of a but half of San Francisco torn there, asunder. Like, what the fuck now? You've got you've got the the Golden Gate Bridge in the middle of some kind of mushroom desert. Yes. You know it's spanning nothing now because it's just mushrooms and dirt underneath. <laughs> A few turtles. Well, of course you got turtles, bullet bills in their land. You know that that's what leads to the sequel. <laughs> just. Half of San Francisco getting dragged into their area, and you we're depending upon the fry cook to get everybody back. <laughs> I know we're not talking about Titus all that much, but... Fry cook dies. The fry cook dies? The fry cook dies. Fry cook dies no in the end. Everyone dies. So basically it's just... demolished and that's it. It's just the city that gets dragged over there. Everybody dies in the transition because they're not biologically meant to go through this whatever. Exactly. They get torn to fucking shreds. And when the city comes through on the other side, it's just covered in blood and body parts and guts and shit. And Mario and Luigi are arrested for genocide. Interplanetary yeah. genocide. <laughs> This is a this is a sad movie for Mario fans. <laughs> They'll be alright, they'll get over it. Mario and Luigi are, are arrested, Yoshi and Kirby are euthanized. <laughs> oh, this is horrible. They'll get over it. <laughs> they'll get over it. And uh 
Why? Just Waluigi destroyed everybody's is, childhood. Walu- Waluigi isn't the bad guy. Waluigi was the one that was making Wario go good. Until he's extracted from <laughs> Waluigi's... Until he's uh, extracted from Wario's ass and... Waluigi's the good guy will, all along. <laughs> we should write that. Pitch it to some big studio. I'm, I bet you we will be boycotted and that will bring even more publicity. No one will ever talk to us again. Don't talk to these fuckers. What, what is wrong with them? Nintendo will sue us just for having the idea. <laughs> oh my god, seriously? Fucking watch this whole episode not upload because of the fucking Holocaust <laughs> storm. We we, we mm-hmm. get banned just based off of uh, Waluigi being up Wario's ass. <laughs> just South Park style, you know. <laughs> Dribble in your ass through a tube. <laughs> I think uh, that being said, uh, inserted gerbil in asshole. I think we we we've come to the conclusion of this particular broadcast and that movie. <laughs> so no actual gerbils were harmed during the making of this episode ah uh, so if you're if you're listening to us and you've gotten this far into the movie and uh, not in the movie into the podcast we're not making a movie here we're talking about making a movie but we're not actually making one you've gotten this far into it then uh, thank you for listening to us stick with us next week we're going to have a Debate for the later half of the podcast: a throwdown battle between the uh, folks from the office and the folks from uh, Park and Rec. We're going to discuss who would win in a fucking fight down to the very last battle. They get ready to rumble. I can't wait for this fucking fight. It's going to be over here talking all the shit. I got to binge watch some Park and Rec because I really haven't gotten. I watched some of the show. But I haven't really gotten into the show. So I got to get into it as much as I got into The Office. Because I watched almost all The Office with my son. I have not watched all that much of Parks and Rec. So I'm hearing it's a fantastic show. but uh, It's great. Getting getting some of my family to watch new things. Sometimes it's like pulling fucking teeth. They like the things that they've watched and they feel comfortable with. You know, and... I'm yeah. going to watch Parks and Rec because I really want... And I know that Ben might want to get involved in this too because he loves The Office and I'm trying to get him to watch Parks and Rec with me. So we'll see. Maybe. And uh, we I, love, are, I, I love Parks and Recreation. I'm going to lay this it's out great. here on the live broadcast too because um, I've actually sat down with my wife and she is discussing the idea of doing uh, with us, if, if with anybody that wants to get involved that we are currently working with or have worked with in the past... Um, a criminal justice or a, a serial killer slash cult podcast where we sit down and discuss famous serial killers and uh, cults. Tell me in for that one. This one needs to be a little bit more structured and she's willing to do most of the research for us and, and set things up because she absolutely loves the idea. Going to get her a... Yeah, let's do it. I'm going to go order her a Kindle so she has access to all the books. Word. You know? So uh, that's an idea. I don't know what that's going to be about yet. Um, and I actually, uh, I was discussing with Miss B. Um, I kind of like the idea of doing sort of a cinematic anarchy presents kind of thing, where uh, her podcast has kind of be, been buried with our podcast, and I kind of want to pair it off, and I kind of want to treat this. 
we are all we've all got our own things you've got your thing that you were looking at doing about cooking and so on and so forth i think it's within us to kind of branch off and do other podcasts too um and i realize i've got the equipment right now <laughs> but uh i think that uh it's it's in us to kind of get out there branch out a little bit get miss b set up as her own podcast so when people look up honey be kind they don't have to look up cinematic anarchy they can look Ooh. up honey be kind they can look up tea time with honey and actually find her you know because i saw she posted it out on her feed and there was people really interested in seeing that and i'd like to see you get set up with your your youtube thing with the cooking and all that stuff and let's get it done <laughs> yeah and even invite other people in if they've got ideas for podcasts something they'd like to do i would love to get involved with other people too plenty of people i didn't realize one of them were right next door to us yeah right <laughs> but uh invite her on i'd like to actually add her to our main cinematic anarchy feed if, if she's interested if, if uh, kiris is interested i wouldn't mind just adding them in there we can pop out the movie like we always do and if they're interested in joining us we hit that button, they join us. You know? So I'm good with that. And that being said, I'm done motor mouthing. You guys any, got anything to say? <laughs> no, that's it, man. I I have been... I, I, I bet... I think Omar had something to say, but he's on mute. Oh, my bad. I pretty much covered it. <laughs> I heard you talking, but it's like, it's mime here. You were saying something, couldn't hear a word you were saying. So, uh, I guess uh, for all of us here at Cinematic Anarchy, thank you for listening. Listen uh, later on in the week for Miss B, and hopefully within the next few weeks, she will be set up with her own podcast and her own setup on Anchor, where we will go ahead and just spread that out to the millions, or the couple. <laughs> yeah! We, we've got an average of about 50 listens per podcast right now. I've got to find a place to kind of promote us and get us out there. And, uh... Some of the money propagated to the dozens. Some of the money that we're getting right now, I'm actually thinking about just turning into sort of a, a, a advertising budget for right now, just so That's we can we try to do. get more listeners in. We need to advertise, get us out there a little bit. We got a couple hundred on Facebook, a couple thousand on uh, on uh, Twitter, but it's about getting people to listen. And right now, fifty is good. That means fifty people are listening to us, but. We need more. I'd like more. We de definitely <laughs> could use more. Got to get on some people to share this shit out, too. You know? Get people to invite people to the group. I don't know why I'm still talking on camera. Peace out, people. Talking on. Au revoir. I'm talking on camera and on mic. Au revoir. <laughs>